5266. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Wow, five minutes after five o'clock on a Monday morning, the death toll now in Alabama has climbed to 23. Tornadoes ripped through the southeast yesterday, and they are cleaning up today. You know, I don't like uh, the bitterly cold weather we've got coming our way today, but hopefully it's at least not going to be deadly. Five minutes after five o'clock on this, a Monday morning. It is the fourth day of March, and if you're hearing my voice, chances are that you've got a wind chill advisory in effect till 10 a.m. today. It is going to be bitterly cold. Sunshine, but don't let it fool you. Daytime highs today, no better than six above. Winds will be out of the west, 8 to 15 miles an hour, and that means our wind chills today, zero to 10 below. Tonight, same situation, overnight lows, minus two with wind chills that could take us to minus 20 by tomorrow morning. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist joins us with weather details in a moment. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. And as a cooperative, our member owners understand this firsthand through benefits like our patronage program, which gives profits back to member owners. This year, Compere Financial is paying out more than $150 million to our member owners. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual is excited to announce the Rural Mutual Farm Dividend Program. The first of its kind in the state. They know how hard you work, so they want to reward you. Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program rewards farmers for their loyalty and dedication with up to a 5% dividend. And since Rural Mutual only does business in Wisconsin, premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. To learn more about Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program and how you may qualify, please contact a rural agent or visit RuralMutual.com. When you think of Palmer Amaranth, water hemp, ragweed, and mare's tail, doesn't it just make you want to give them the pounding they deserve? Now you can with Diflex Duo Herbicide. It's the post-emergence corn herbicide with two proven sites of action. So you get powerful control of the toughest weeds, built-in resistance management, and excellent crop safety. So don't just hit weeds. Pound them like never before with Diflex Duo. Learn more at DiflexDuo.us. Always read and follow label instructions. Bugs aren't showing their face yet, but it won't be long, and we'll know what kind of effect all our practices had last year on the success of controlling those bugs around the countryside last year. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. Pam up in our area, I think all over the state for that matter, major effort to get rid of or at least control emerald ash borer. Yeah, you How bet. do we do? Yeah, fabulous farm babe. Pam Yonke, you're at the southern end of the world's longest barn. That's kind of the question I asked of PJ Lee. She's a University Extension entomologist. And uh, the reason I bought it, brought it up, quite honestly, is I'm like you, fed up with this weather, tired of uh, my close relationship with my snowblower and uh, shovel. But uh, there have been rumors that maybe some of that really severe cold weather we had back at the end of January and the persistent nasty weather we had through February 
might actually have knocked back the emerald ash borer population. So I went to the source, talked with PJ, not just about emerald ash borer, but what about things like mosquitoes? Can they be impacted by a nasty, hard Wisconsin winter? And even ticks. Well, let's just put it this way, folks. You may not have enough lipstick to put on this pig of a weather to make it look good, but there may be some benefit. Yeah, so for emerald ash borer, when you look at the temperatures that we got in Wisconsin, we were talking minus 20, minus 30. I heard some folks, uh, you know, reports even colder than that, according to what their car was saying. So we know it got darn cold about a week and a half, two weeks ago with the Arctic blast. With an insect like emerald ash borer, and, and this would be true of other insects as well, they get down to a certain point and they just freeze and die. Um, and they often have tricks to help them uh, essentially lower their, their freezing point. Emerald ash borer does that to a certain extent. When you look at the research behind emerald ash borer, though, um, studies have found, at least in, in the lab, that once you get down to about minus 20 to minus 30, you can get some very significant mortality in that temperature range. So we were down in there, at least the air temperatures. A big question, though, is the temperature beneath the bark of the tree, which would likely be slightly warmer than the outside of the bark because it's just going to hold some heat in. Um, still, though, with the temperatures we got, I suspect there's probably some decent mortality. It might have been 75-ish percent, possibly more, possibly less. We don't really have a good way of knowing for sure. The way I view it, though, is that we're going to have some survivors that make it through the cold, and unfortunately for those survivors, the females have a very high reproductive capacity. Um, simply put, they can lay a lot of eggs. So with the cold winter, I'm looking at it knocking them down a bit. I don't think it's taking them out of the equation entirely. I think given some time within uh, you know, a year or two, they're going to come back up to full steam and we'll have uh, more of them moving around the state, unfortunately. Well, drats. Well, all right then, PJ, let's switch to another irritant that a lot of us recall from the warmer days, and that's mosquitoes. I suppose it's a little early for us to be doing a mosquito forecast, but tell me what uh, might be an indicator of population for 2019. Yeah, so mosquitoes are one topic where it's really a big question mark at this point. So it depends on the mosquito species in terms of how they make it through the winter. Some mosquitoes, uh, many mosquitoes will overwinter in the egg stage. And this is going to be eggs in low-lying areas in the woods and other locations similar to that. Well, if you think back just before that Arctic blast hit, at least in southern Wisconsin, we had some pretty good snow cover, maybe about 8 to 12 inches of snow on the ground, and that was a good insulator. So that would mean if there were mosquito eggs in these locations, they weren't experiencing the minus 20, minus 30. Way down beneath all that snow, it might have been hovering right around the freezing point, uh, give or take a little bit. Uh, other insects or other mosquitoes might overwinter as adults in kind of sheltered locations. That could be a, a rock small cave or outcropping or rock pile, uh, hollow log, something like that. Some mosquitoes will actually sneak into people's root cellars and, and basements for the winter months because it's kind of a cave-like environment. Um, those wouldn't have been impacted a whole lot simply because they were in a relatively sheltered spot. So when it comes to the mosquitoes, it's really hard to make a prediction at this point. And the most important factor in the mosquito equation is really the dynamics of rainfall and precipitation in the spring months. So if, like in the last couple of years, we have a very rainy April and May, 
that's probably going to set us up again for some good mosquito conditions. All right. Well, the mosquito research on the UW campus, though, is getting elevated a little bit, not necessarily all about our individual comfort, but uh, you've got a group of researchers down there, PJ, that's concentrating on things like Zika and the evolution of the mosquito. Tell me about that. Yeah, so I have a group of colleagues here on campus that uh, within the last couple of years got a really big grant from the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, um, and they have formed a group called the CDC Midwest Center of Excellence for Vector-Borne Disease, and that's just a simply put a group that studies things that bite and sting and, and spread diseases to us potentially and things along those lines. So they're looking at um, mosquitoes, they're looking at ticks, and we do have big concerns there. I mean, it's hard to turn on the nightly news and not hear something about Zika virus or dengue uh, or chikungunya and things like that, or West Nile in our own area. So we have folks that are uh, putting in a lot of time um, studying those. And then perhaps one of the biggest um, emerging medical threats I see in Wisconsin surrounding states would be ticks, with things like deer ticks spreading Lyme disease and anaplasmosis and babesiosis. And the thing that scares me the most about ticks in our area, uh, we didn't find our first deer tick in Wisconsin until about the late 1960s. And today we can find them in just about every corner of the state. So that's really a big explosion in about the last 50 years. So that's something that's occurred just in our lifetime. And I, I suspect any listeners, if you think about it, you probably know a relative or a friend or someone else, a neighbor that has had Lyme disease. So that is something that has popped up and become really scary. And so my colleagues here in that uh, CDC Center of Excellence are looking at um, dynamics. Where can we really nail down tick habitat? What are the factors involved that uh, create good tick habitat? How can we go about controlling them better so that we can pre protect ourselves and our kids and our pets when they're out in our backyard or we're out on a hike, those sorts of things. So lots of good research being done here uh, at the UW-Madison campus. But again, the weather factor, this sub-zero stuff we've been talking about, probably not much of an impact on our ticks, no matter the variety, huh, PJ? Right, exactly. Yeah, with ticks, they tend to spend the winter down amongst leaf litter on the ground. And, and as I mentioned, we had that good snow cover. If we didn't have that snow cover, bare ground and went into that Arctic blast, I would suspect we'd have much more impacts on uh, the insects and ticks and other things in our state. But I think that snow insulated things pretty well at this point. So those are the two that popped to my mind, PJ. What other insects are out there that could have been impacted by the weather? Uh, is there any lipstick for this pig of a weather forecast we've been living with when it comes to some of those uh, insects that intrude on our backyard or our gardens? So maybe a bit. Um, and if you think about it overall, in Wisconsin, we have somewhere in the ballpark of 25,000 different insect species. Some of those are going to be winners. Some of them are going to be losers when it came to um, the Arctic blast. So we won't know for sure for some of them until we get into this next growing season and see if their numbers are down. The one thing I'm personally very curious about, though, and this is a pest that farmers have to deal with and home gardeners have to deal with, and I mean, just about everyone has to deal with this one. We're talking about Japanese beetles. Um, one little bit of, of good information that I'm hoping might shed some light on this coming summer's Japanese beetle population if you think back about five years ago, we had some cold, hard Arctic blasts during the winter of 2013 to 2014, and we had reports of big pipes bursting, and that frost was you know, feet deep um, into the ground in some areas. That next summer, 2014, the Japanese beetle populations 
from the reports I was getting, were pretty much down across the state. Um, so I think that that cold, hard frost really knocked him down. It's possible that with our recent Arctic blast, that might have happened again. Um, that insulating snow cover might be a big question mark in the equation. So we don't know for sure yet, but there's at least a possibility that Japanese beetles may be down with the Arctic blast, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed that they that may be the case for us. They are valuable partners to us, those beneficials, and of course those irritants. That's PJ Lee. She's our University Extension entomologist with uh, kind of a preview on what we can look for coming towards spring of 2019 and maybe what that subarctic weather did to us or for us over the past couple of weeks. You can follow him on Twitter, Wisconsin Bug Guy. He's always got something creative to share. P.J. Leash, University Extension Entomologist. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. We went to Chalmers Jewelers because we wanted to get engaged. We chose to shop at Chalmers because it was a local family-owned jeweler. Uh, we were looking to identify and design a custom engagement ring. They communicated well with us, and they were very friendly and down-to-earth. Scott was actually in the jewelry store each time we were there, each visit to customize the ring, each time we went to check on the status of the ring when we picked up the ring, when we went to pick up the paperwork for our diamond. He was there every time, which was great to see, and he remembered who we were. It was a complete shock. I didn't know the ring was done, and he lunged across the living room to propose on his knee, and no one knew it was coming. She just took the ring and put it on her finger. (laughs) She was surprised and speechless. (laughs) I love it. I love looking down at my hand every day and knowing that we spent the time putting it together and picking out the diamond together and making it exactly how we wanted it. And Madison. Have you been seeing ads for non-surgical body contouring popping up all over the place? How do you choose the right clinic and right treatment with so many options now? A skincare minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Cool sculpting has been around for over 10 years. At our clinic alone, we've performed over 1,000 treatments and continue to be amazed at the results. With many other devices, fat reduction is attempted through heat. In our experience, results can be very inconsistent and oftentimes only shrink fat cells rather than cause fat cell death, as in cool sculpting. Shrunken fat cells return with even a small amount of weight gain, whereas removed fat cells do not. Go with the treatment that has long term proven results rather than the fat of the week. Choosing cool sculpting at Rejuvenation Clinic will provide you with the best chance of success. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Her case IH may not start, but she will. This is a farm report with Pam Young. Hey, listen, don't be surprised if a lot of things don't want to start this morning. It's 520 on a Monday morning, and we've got a wind chill advisory in effect for everybody till at least 10 a.m. this morning. Stu Muck, ag meteorologist, joining us live via Skype. Yeah, you know... There's just no other way to say it but tie a knot and hang on because I'm hoping after this week maybe we're in the home stretch of ugly, huh? Well, I'd sure hope so. And, you know, you look toward later this week and those temps start pushing back up there in the upper 20s and maybe even 30s for the weekend. That's going to be almost in the normal neighborhood. So, yeah, it should be turning around, but we do have this cold snap here to start the week. Pam mentioned the wind chill advisory till 10 
High pressure is just off to our north, and that's why our skies have stayed clear, and that really cold air has settled in. And unfortunately, well, luckily enough, there's not much of a breeze, but even then, just a little bit of a breeze drives those wind chills further down, and that's why we're having wind chills this morning at 20 and 25 below. Make sure you bundle up if you're heading on out, and even that thermometer, a lot of us in the double single and double digits below zero here on this Monday morning. A weak low pressure system does drag a cool front to the north. It may account for just a little bit of a snow chance late tonight. And otherwise, we dry it out already by Tuesday and Wednesday, and those temperatures will be slowly trying to rise toward later in the week. Another bit of a snow chance toward Thursday and Thursday night. I'll have forecast details right after this. Local commercial knowledge with local experience. That's how Rural Mutual Insurance has been protecting businesses in Wisconsin since 1934. If something unexpected happens to your business, wouldn't you want to be protected by a local company that knows you and your needs? Rural Mutual is the number one writer of farms and the third largest writer of commercial business in the state of Wisconsin. We only do business in Wisconsin, so premiums paid here stay here. To keep Wisconsin strong, contact your local Rural Mutual Insurance expert or visit us at RuralMutual.com to learn how you can protect what matters most. Losing a loved one is never easy, and probably one of the last things you are thinking about at the time is whether or not that loved one was a hero and an organ donor. I'm Pam Yonke. Al Wright from Barneveld can tell you all about it. He lost his wife, and while sitting in the hospital waiting room, the family remembered that she wanted to be an organ donor. We sitting around, you know, and my son said, didn't mom want to be a donor? My gosh, she did. You know, you're not thinking of that at the time. That's Al Wright from Barneveld. His wife, as an organ donor, became a hero to some 50 people that were touched by tissue, eye, or organ donations from her. It's easy to do. You can register now online. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. Today, there's more than 3,000 Wisconsinites waiting for an organ, tissue, or eye donation. You could become their hero. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. 523 now. All right, Stu, go ahead. Uh, tell, us, tell, tell us something positive. <laughs> it will improve this week. Just hang on. A wind chill advisory till 10 this morning. And, of course, very chilly. Clear skies early this morning, well below zero. Mostly sunny for the day. Single digits above zero. I think we'll see some eight or nines here and there. That's about the most warmth they'll be. And the west winds will be around 5 to 15. Overnight, mostly cloudy. A slight chance of a little snow late in the nighttime, almost everywhere. Not going to amount to much of anything. Single digits both above and just below zero. That's the range we'll see. And the west winds will be at 5 to 10. Then there's Tuesday, partly sunny in the low and mid-teens, but kind of chilly. West winds 8 to 18 will gust occasionally near 20 or 25. And by Wednesday, mostly sunny. A lot of us just hit the low 20s by Wednesday with the west winds 5 to 15. Could be mid or upper 20s toward Thursday with a little light snow, Pam, and a little more mild beyond that. All right. Well, I'll take mild. That sounds better. Thanks, Stu. Talk to you tomorrow. You bet. Have a good day. Stu Muck is our ag meteorologist with those weather details. All right. Now, the numbers, they are ugly, but I won't tell you what the wind chill is because I don't want to know myself. So, Lacrosse, you're starting off this morning. You're already sitting at minus 11. Boston, minus 11. Madison, minus 9. Fond du Lac, minus 11. Oshkosh, minus 11. 
I'll just let you know that uh, depending on where you are with the breeze, temperatures are going to feel like they're at minus 28. Hopefully it's a little warmer out towards Seattle. That's where our Wisconsin Farmers Union members are. They're checking in after 5.30. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. It is amazing what a few creature comforts do to improve my day when I jump in my ride. Pam Yankee here for my buddies at Zimbrick Chevrolet Main Street, Sun Prairie. What am I talking about? Oh, things like heated seats, heated steering wheel, remote start. I'm using those items every day to get the ice off my windshield, make sure that my truck's a little warmer when I get in, and it improves my day. Zimbrick Chevrolet and Sun Prairie's got a couple different lease specials going on right now, so stop on out, take a look at those options, and do a test drive. Oh, yeah, I said a winter test drive. Why? Well, it lets you put that Chevy through its paces, not just because you see how fast the seats get warm, but think about the handling and braking on back roads with Wisconsin winter. It's really going to let you know how it handles, isn't it? Because summer days, well, those are easy. If you're like me, your life doesn't stop just because there's snow on the ground. I know my Chevys get me there. What about you? Stop out and visit with my friends. Zimbrick Chevrolet, Main Street, Sun Prairie. The hardest working people in America deserve the hardest working products. Blaine's Farm and Fleet has the hard working ag parts and supplies you need to keep your job moving along. Right now, stock up on Mystic JT8 Super Heavy Duty Diesel Oil in 5 gallon buckets, just $27.99 after $25 mail in rebate. Take 10% off Delavan hydraulic cylinders. And be prepared for planting season with a King Cutter 5 foot professional John Deere green tiller. On sale, $16.79.99. And check out a huge selection of tillage parts and accessories also on sale in our ag department. Press for time, use our drive through service, and leave the heavy lifting to us. Just drive up, place your order, and we'll have you loaded up and on your way in no time. And check out this week's doorbuster deal. Valspar tractor and implement paint, now 10% off. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. The original, authentic, Still family-owned since 1955. Sure, you can do it yourself, but is it really worth it? Do-it-yourself plumbing is often no walk in the park, and you run the risk of leaks leading to water damage or the dangers of electrical problems or even gas leaks. It's also important your plumbing repairs meet current codes and standards. When you hire your friends from Benjamin Plumbing, you know it's fixed right, up to code, and guaranteed. The majority of Benjamin's residential plumbing repairs are more affordable than you think. Save your marriage. Save your sanity. Save your weekend. Before you roll up your sleeves and try it yourself, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. We've just received word the Princeton Clubs have once again been voted Madison's Best Health Club. That's incredible. Thank you, Madison. And we want to celebrate all month long with free workouts at any of our eight Princeton Club locations. That's right. I invite you to check out why we've been voted Madison's Best year after year. Now is your chance to stop in and take a look around. Meet our friendly staff and see the variety of options that help make you successful as a member. And don't forget, our For a Better Tomorrow campaign is going on all year. 
For every new membership, we make a donation to a local organization that's working hard every day to impact our communities with a better tomorrow. This month's partner is Gilda's Club of Madison. The Princeton Club's world-class facilities, open 24 hours a day, free child care, and hundreds of free classes every week. And we've been voted Best of Madison again. Come celebrate with a free workout, available all month long. Visit PrincetonClub.net for more details. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. <laughs> All right, Heilprin, I we've we've talked for nearly three hours on what happened last night. And look, you can focus on, again, the dreadful stretches of a lack of offense. You can focus on 52% as a team from free throw shooting. You can focus on, hell, even Dan Dockage, an Indiana guy, said how obviously blatantly bad the officiating was. Or you could just say, it's just sometimes the ball doesn't bounce through. It's not your night. It's a long, weird season. Where do you weigh in on, on what happened in Bloomington last night? Well, I saw the pull results and people are overwhelmingly overwhelmingly with the free throws right correct uh, yeah and and they've been bad but they've been bad all year that's not a necessarily a new thing and I, that's not necessarily a new thing to this to this season either i mean they they have not been very good shooting free throws for the last few years here but i mean I, it's those stick out because what they started this the second overtime oh for four oh for five before uh nate reavers finally hit one they also had a a three-pointer from brad davison that was ill-advised I think the offense was the problem just Thank in you. general. Zach, you know, you're I, a I thought, smart, brilliant man. Thank you. I, again, I, I mean, I, they, there are just stretches where they don't look like they know what they're doing, like they don't even know what they want to accomplish. Like, and that, that has to be – that is it's very, I'm sure, very frustrating for Greg Gard. He has to take some of that on himself, obviously. But, you know, um, and, and then there's times that, that shots just aren't going down. And I thought that was certainly the case early against Illinois where shots just weren't falling and – you know, they were open shots, and, and that kind of leads to, uh, you know, somewhere where you lose confidence. But, well, this you know, this kind of goes, I, Zach, to, you know, sorry to jump in, but this goes back to when it was good. You know, it was Frank Kaminsky, National Player of the Year, and, and you funnel the offense through him, and when he's playing well, you see it. They're back-to-back Final Fours, Player of the Year. Then it was Nigel Hayes, and Nigel Hayes struggles, but the Badgers struggles. And for the last two years, it's been Ethan Happ. And if Ethan Happ's not playing well, the Badgers struggle. I mean, is, is that... Do they want to have it go through one guy, or are we going to ever see where there's three, four, or five options and not just, oh, we got to get the ball to Hap, we got to get the ball to Hap. He doesn't score. Now what do we do? Well, I think they'd love to have the offense they had in 2014, 2015, which has obviously spoiled everybody because that, you know, Ken Pomeroy is, is big into analytics, and a lot of people, a lot of basketball people, you know, take his stuff for gospel. Wisconsin's offense that year, 24, 2015, is the best offense the country has ever seen since 2002. And so 
you, you get that in your mind, like that's what it's supposed to be. But that was the best offense Wisconsin's ever had. That's the best offense that analytics have seen, you know, in the last 17 years. And so that's not realistic. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not realistic, to, especially at Wisconsin, to have a Sam Decker, a Frank Kaminsky, you know, Josh Goss, a Bronson Koenig, Nigel Hayes. That's, it's, that was as good as it gets. And so I think uh, people need to readjust their expectations. However, that said, yeah, when your big guy, when your best guy does not have a good night, you're going to struggle. But last night it was they're three of their big guys. You know, they're, they're best outside shooters and Reavers and Davison and uh, Trice, you know, all guys that were shooting around 40% from three did not shoot it well whatsoever. And that's, I think, what we saw last night. That's what it led to. Zach, should people readjust their expectations when it comes to Wisconsin on the free throw line? I'm going to fight with Miller over no. here. Like no. He re- no. He refuses to accept the reality that Wisconsin is no. bad at free throws. No. That's like being surprised that the sun comes up in the morning. No, no, that's, no, that's a ridiculous statement. Um, what? That he, that he can't accept reality? The reality is you have to hit your free throws. Thank you, Zach. Just well, because, obviously, because, but the reality is they can't and they, just, they won't. But that's but that's ridiculous because I agree. I know that let I, the man I, it's speak. Ridiculous because I can I can see them make their free throws in practice. Like they, we we don't get to see practice nearly as much as we used to. But I watched that, you know Ethan Hap sit there and hit ten in a row the other day. You know, and that's and that's the same way with all those guys. Like they all hit them constantly in you know in, in practice and in warmups. You see it too. But dude, I'm a I'm a beast at Vitens. So you get me on the golf course, so I'm terrible. Again. That's one. That's that's not really even or close to. Uh, he gets in these up. weird, just like moods, Zach. You just gotta let it run through. But my but comeback you know, would be, you know, the, I, I get at some weird level where he's coming from. But that would be like, okay, there's 353 teams that play Division One basketball. If Wisconsin was 160th in free throw shooting, you'd be like, come on, dude, you're the 19th ranked team in the country. Do better. But I get it. The fact that you're 332nd out of 353 teams, that, that, that is unacceptable. There, there is no accepting that at any level, anywhere, anytime from anybody. I think there's a difference between unacceptable and, and expected. At this point, I'm expecting it. That bad, though? Um, yes! Now you're agreeing with me. I, Thank you. Because that, that's, that's who they are. That's who they have been. But that doesn't Thank make you. it acceptable in this is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 5.35 now on a cold start to a Monday morning. We've got wind chill advisories in effect. If you can hear my voice till at least 10 a.m. today, it is going to be a bitterly cold day. Coming up before 6 o'clock, Katie Hepler from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin is going to join us. We're in March Madness again. Boys and girls basketball playoffs are coming our way. And Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin is going to be involved with the WIAA. It's all about chocolate milk. Katie tells us more about that in just a little bit. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. Did you know on this date, back in 1977, there was an earthquake that claimed over 1,500 lives, most of the victims, in uh, Romania's capital of Bucharest. And on this date, back in 1789... The U.S. Constitution finally put into effect, and now you know. Well, we want you to know what's going on in the Pacific Northwest. That's where members of the National Farmers Union are gathered together just outside of Seattle. 
Bill Northey is one of the U.S. Department of Agriculture's undersecretaries that's monitoring what's going on with the Farm Bill implementation. He says as far as dairy farmers are concerned, they should have some answers and some options very soon. One of the dairy provisions out there was for those folks that had uh, livestock margin coverage uh, this last year that couldn't qualify for margin protection for 2018. That should open up pretty soon. Uh, There's about 400 producers. I talked to one uh, this last summer in uh, Wisconsin who who couldn't sign up for that. The Farm Bill now allows us to be able to do that. Uh, Next, uh, coming up, one of the other provisions was uh, when you look at what you paid for premium uh, 2014 through 2017 for margin protection, um, and then you compare it to the indemnity that you received. In most cases, that premium was more than the indemnity, and you can get a rebate or use that for the dairy margin coverage premium. Uh, We should have that figured out within the next couple months as well. And then the dairy margin coverage program itself, the replacement for MPP. Uh, It's going to look like that, except it offers higher uh, margin coverage. Last time it was $8 uh, a hundred weight. Now it's $9.50 a hundred weight. That's insurable as a margin. And we're looking at sign up mid-June for that. Of course, the coverage goes all the way back to January 1st. So we will know the first uh, three, four months worth of uh, what folks would qualify for, so they that might help in their decision-making uh, come that sign-up time. I think the first checks will probably be out in July uh, for that. We'd love for that to happen sooner. We have folks that need uh, those checks, but at least we will have it such that the program provisions will allow folks to know what checks are coming. They can talk to their banker. They know where they're at financially because those checks are coming. We have a firm program, uh, and they can know when that deadline is that, that they will be coming once they make their decision. Bill Nor, the USDA undersecretary that's uh, helping to move along implementation of the 2018 Farm Bill, and that's specifically information for our dairy farmers. It's 538. At Compeer Financial, we understand how challenging farming and this way of life can be. And we know you can't predict what the upcoming growing season will bring. So while there's nothing wrong with hoping for the best, preparing for everything is even better. That's why so many farmers look to us to help manage their risk and protect their investment with crop insurance coverage. Contact your local Compeer Financial crop insurance specialist before the March 15th sign-up deadline or visit us at Compeer.com. Compeer Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. So you think you're ready for Wisconsin weather. Well, let me remind you, Madison averages 43 inches of snow per year and 35 inches of rain. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here for my friends at McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street, right there in the heart of Sauk City, just off Highway 12, where everything is all under one roof. Boy, is that convenient when it comes to Wisconsin weather and making sure that your ride is safe. Now, remember, McFarland's takes care of all of your rides, whether it's autos, pickup trucks, large trucks, farm tractors, but it doesn't stop there. Bicycles, snowblowers, garden tractors, and RTVs. Listen, if you're depending on your ride and those tires, you should depend on McFarland's. And as always, service all under one roof in the auto and tire shop. Stop on by today and make sure your ride's safe for Wisconsin roadways. McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City. When you think of Palmer Amaranth, Water Hemp, Ragweed, and Mare's Tail, doesn't it just make you want to give them the pounding they deserve? 
Now you can with Diflex Duo Herbicide. It's the post-emergence corn herbicide with two proven sites of action. So you get powerful control of the toughest weeds, built-in resistance management, and excellent crop safety. So don't just hit weeds. Pound them like never before with Diflex Duo. Learn more at DiflexDuo.us. Always read and follow label instructions. Katie Hepler with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin joins us before six. Let's find out what the markets are talking about on a cold start to a Monday morning. Here's Mark Uphold with our bottom line. Bottom line, we think the last hour of trade on Friday in the grain complex really gives a clue of what to look for this first full week of March. Corn and soybeans were lower all session, all week really, as bears kept pushing lower. Now here we are, the 4th of March, another weekend of snow and cold really from the Canadian border all the way to Texas. And below normal temperatures are forecast for another week. So a week from today will look a lot different here as far as the trade and more nervousness as we look at the early planning, especially in the south and delta. Bottom line, look for corn, soybeans, and to a degree wheat to add value this week overall. At some point, could have a breakout type day. Bottom line report brought to you by MS Biotech, makers of Lactopro Advance for beef and dairy cattle. Learn more at msbiotech.com. And by Zaner Ag Head. Your source for market advice and brokerage services. Learn more at zaner.com. Dress beef remains at nine-month high starting the week, although cattle inventory report showing ample supplies here of market-ready cattle coming in May and June. But we need to get through uh, here first through April and that premium that it has to the June contract. Weather-stressed cattle can be found all the way from the Dakotas to Texas starting this week. And we look for the June hog complex to finally confirm that the winter lows are in. That doesn't mean a straight shot higher wholesale pork is coming off 10-year lows. I'm Mark Oppold, wishing you a profitable day. Thank you, Mark. Well, markets in overnight electronic trade right now, corn, beans, and wheat, everything trending higher. December new crop corn up two and a quarter right now at 396 and a half. November beans are up three and three quarter cents, 949 and a half. July new crop wheat two and a quarter higher right now at 465 and a half. No change Friday on barrel or block cheese, double A butter, two and a quarter cents higher to finish the week at 228 and three quarters per pound. The fluid milk contracts right now, well, April closed seven cents lower, fifteen thirteen a hundred weight. May milk was unchanged at fifteen twenty, and June milk unchanged at fifteen fifty two. You still have to get out to August now before we see fluid milk contracts that are at or above the sixteen dollar mark. Coming up next, we're talking with Katie Hepler from the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Another year when they're partnering with the WIAA. Both the boys and girls state basketball playoffs. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Are you tired of having smokers' lines even though you may not smoke? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Lip lines, often called smokers' lines, are frustrating and stubborn signs of getting older. They're often created from years of muscle movements around the mouth along with fat and volume loss. Non-surgical treatments such as Botox can relax the muscles that cause pursing wrinkles. Dermal fillers like Restylane or Juvederm can fill in fine wrinkles and restore a downturn mouth. All of these treatments are available at Rejuvenation Clinic and can be done simply and naturally with very little downtime. Don't be afraid to get your smile back. 
To learn more, visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long-lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. Find us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. When their employees live where you live, that's Wisconsin Strong. When they support the local community by giving back, that's Wisconsin Strong. When your insurance premiums stay here, that's keeping Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto, home, business, and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row. Their local agents and local employees make us Wisconsin Strong. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Crowing at the crack of dawn, this is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Yeah, it's that time of the year, folks. We call it March Madness. It's not just March Madness on the courts, March Madness in the stands. It can be March Madness for our Wisconsin dairy farm families, too. It's time for an update from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Remember, that is the group in the state that coordinates all of your dairy checkoff dollars, all of the money that dairy farm families from across the state Contribute towards promoting Wisconsin's real dairy products, our Wisconsin cheesemakers, our Wisconsin buttermakers, and today in studio, talking about another Wisconsin product. Katie Hepler is one of the marketing directors with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, and it's March Madness for you guys on the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin staff, too. Tell me about the relationship that uh, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin has with the WIAA at this time of the year. You got it. Well, we have a, a great relationship with the WIAA throughout the whole season as the official beverage of WIAA. But, you know, the Boys and Girls Basketball Tournament is our big moment where we get an opportunity to talk about um, chocolate milk and the recovery benefits of chocolate milk and also cheer on all the local teams that are playing in the semifinals and the sectionals and what have you, all the way to get to um, that big state tournament trophy, either in Green Bay or Madison. Yeah, you bet. Now, for those of you that say, ah, they never talk about anything from cheese, this is a perfect example of an about face, another great message that we can provide. So what is the message that we're sharing about chocolate milk this year, Katie? Uh, Like we said, it is all about recharging those muscles. What else are we talking about in the campaign? It's it's all about um, recovery and the importance of refueling and, you know, just the properties of like how it replenishes your electrolytes, protein, all of that, while also, you know, showing that we are supporting our state's communities and schools and local teams mm-hmm. um, as they, you know, make their way for the for the big uh Big dance. The big dance and the big trophy. We're not uh, just talking about uh, in broadcast or in television spots. You guys fan out the message across a lot of different platforms. Is that the case again this year? Uh, Yes, it is. And actually, so this year we took a look at what we had been doing over the past few years and wanted to say, you know, what's working and what else could we be doing differently? Um... So, you know, knowing how people watch sports nowadays, I mean, you and I, are we're not just watching TV, we're on a screen or, you know, we might be at work and we've got, you know, March Madness and a browser as we're doing whatever, what have you, you're at the grocery store, you're streaming it on your phone. I mean, 
it's 24-7, right? You don't have to be in front of your TV. And so we wanted to think about that. Um, so we actually um, met up with Quincy Media, who is the, the larger media organization that runs all of the um, 20, or I'm sorry, the ABC affiliates across the state and said, you know, hey, like we want to make this so much more and we want to bring in digital and social and make that cross screen engagement. And so working with them, we actually are the network's first social media partner and we're so so excited about it because um you know that means that we're incorporating trivia so wia state trivia um for both boys and girls is going to be brought in so that trivia will be promoted on the um local stations facebook pages served up in advance and then they'll be put up during the game with the multiple choices. Um, and those are all things that are going to be sponsored by the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. We'll have live in-game tweets that we're actually um, aligning with WIAA on. So um, using the same hashtag, WIAA will be promoting them in stadium. Um, the Quincy Media broadcast will be promoting them on air live. Um, so that's giving that real-time component that people can see um, their cheers and their support for their teams on air. And then... Um, a chocolate milk championship poll. So we all know ESPN's um, pick of the week where you kind of you vote and you can decide who's going to win. Same type of um, instance where you go on again to your local Quincy Facebook page or um, you could go to WKOW's Facebook page. You get to vote for who you think is going to win out of the four that are going. Pick who's going to win, pick the score, and they're going to say at the start of each of those finals, well, this is who's here, but let's see what the fans said. Excellent. Wow. And so that real-time effort takes coordination from you guys, and uh, aside from media partners, but from you guys as well. So how many people besides you, Katie, on the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin staff have to kind of collaborate to get all these materials and get everything pulled together? There's about five of us. You know, we run pretty lean. um, And so, again, it's all about myself as really that core person and then having some support from a creative project manager and um, our digital and social media manager. But again, it's it's not just us. You know, I think the other important thing that we really looked at is how are we already leveraging national campaigns that are taking place? Um, And that's our partners at Milk Prep, which is the milk education. I'm sorry, the milk processor education program. You know, they have a 90 million dollar plus budget. And a big component of this is that built with chocolate milk campaign and program and their whole tagline around recover like a champion. Um, So for us, it makes it's, it's a no-brainer to already leverage this fantastic platform, this great website, these great creative and taglines that resonate with our target audience, um, and just use that in a form here with the WIA and localize it. So everything we do has... Bill with Chocolate Milk, they have um, Al Horford, who is a forward for the Boston Celtics as their new spokesperson. So, you know, we've got a lot of tailored, like tailored basketball sport particularity. Um, if people go and they want to look at other athletes, um, they have a ton um, in a wide range. So it, it's really taking advantage and leveraging Milk Pep's assets that they've already spent, you know, millions of dollars creating and they're pushing out at the national level that we can localize it here in the state of Wisconsin. Like you said, it's all about being respectful of the money that dairy farmers of Wisconsin contribute. No no sense in reinventing the wheel when it's already been created by Milk Pep. And chocolate milk and this uh, this whole uh, energy uh, situation, that's, that's something that's resonating across the countryside. We're getting low-fat chocolate milk hopefully back in the school system. So it's all coming together as far as messaging. Yeah, and it's great creative. I mean, um, in addition um, to the ads, we're, we'll be airing actually Al Horford's um, new ad. Um, and then um, 
you know, that also was the extra component. So obviously we're still doing our TV commercials, um, but they'll be both uh, on TV. So you'll see one or two per game. But again, as part of our social media um, partner, uh, we are one of nine advertisers that are going to be in the online stream as well. So, you know, you're going to see us if you're either watching from your phone or if you're watching from your TV. Well, and the thing that is hard for dairy farmers sometimes to get their arms around, how big those numbers get so quickly, Katie, when you start reaching out multiple streams, not just that television audience, not just uh, the the listening audience, but you start interjecting and, and adding on those social media components, the numbers of reached consumers gets big so fast. Yeah, and it's it's exciting. And I think that was part of the thought around making sure that, you know, we have a great partnership with WIAA. We have a great partnership with Quincy, but we also want to make sure that they carry it through across both channels. So we have been in close contact with both of them to say, all right, this is what we're doing through the broadcast side. This is what we're doing in stadium. How do we co-marry that and make sure that, you know, students and family and communities know chocolate milk is ruin is running this tournament and it's fueling this tournament but also you know dairy farmers of wisconsin is proud to support and encourage and cheer on um the local teams as well as provide you know the source of energy for all of our athletes so dairy farmers take pride when you see this year's wiaa basketball tournaments both boys and girls and pay attention to not just that message that you might see on TV, but try to follow through on some of the other ways that your checkoff dollars are reaching today's consumers, today's families that are in the stands or sitting on the couch kind of watching it on their phone. That is how they are trying to channel all of their efforts towards responsibly returning an investment on your checkoff dollars. So milk, chocolate milk specifically, is energizing our champions literally on the floor and also in our media messages. Katie Hepler along with us, Marketing Director for Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Any place in particular that we can either get a preview on some of this, Katie, or where we can go back to if we've missed one of the games or don't watch until championships? Yeah, well, there's a couple ways you can see our um, ads or what we're doing. Um, you know, we're, we are doing another Spotify pregame playlist, which we're really excited about because the one for butter had such amazing engagement rate. It was ahead of um, Spotify's normal benchmark. So they, uh, you can go online. You can look for the WIAA uh, basketball pregame uh, playlist on Spotify. Um, you know, we'll be doing some promotion through America's Dairyland, as well as what WIAA will be doing on Facebook and Twitter or your local ABC affiliate. You know, I think those are the best places to see real time the polls, the trivia, the tweets, the the, the music. It, it's all going to be really great, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. All right. We're excited about the games. Now you can get excited about your dairy message within all the WIAA basketball playoffs. Take a look. Chocolate milk and your dairy checkoff dollars speaking.